Welcome back to episode number 30 of Not Me, But You. I found an interesting uh, post on social media this week, and it it kind of really grabbed my attention and got me to thinking, and I've learned in the past that when I have that experience, um, you know, I should take the time, if I have the opportunity, to just kind of percolate on that topic or feeling or thought, and then um, usually... Um, usually something good comes from that and I think that's happened this time so um, I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast but I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan I've been a Kansas City Chiefs fan for years years and years suffered through a lot of years of uh, you know them either not making the playoffs at all or making the playoffs and getting beat uh, in the first round of the playoffs you know getting bounced so um, you know, and as if you follow football, you know last year they won the Super Bowl for the first time in like 50 years. So uh, pretty impressive. Um, just happy to see that in my lifetime. And, uh, you know, don't feel like I need to... Um, I mean, they could never win another Super Bowl again, and I'd, I'd still be happy, you know, that they won it one time in my lifetime. Um, so anyway, I'm a member of certain pages, Kansas City Chiefs fan pages, and uh, somebody posts a uh, question. Actually, they posted a picture about the masks, you know, the, the ear loop masks, the paper masks, where they're like white on one side and blue on the other. And they were really just posting the, um, I guess, instructions or disclaimer on the box of masks. And someone... You know, and I'll say it says in the disclaimer. If you've never read the disclaimer on the mask box, it says that the masks are not a respirator, and you know they basically don't provide a lot of protection. Okay, not like an N95 mask, you know, that you would wear around someone who has TB, and that N95 mask has enough filtration in it uh, to filter you know, particles that are super fine so that you're not going to contract TB. So, um, anyway, and as some of you may know, you know, I used to be school administrator and then I you know, currently work in a healthcare field and, uh, leadership and healthcare administration. So, I mean, that's why I have, uh, a working knowledge of, of masks and how they work, you know, uh, and what mask is appropriate for what situation. So anyway, someone posts a picture of this, uh, side of the mask box and then you know there's fans that of course reacted and said what does this have to do with the kansas city chiefs and i get that i mean i kind of get people reacting that way but um then i also don't get it too and then this is what came from me thinking about it i i realized that you know this whole coronavirus regardless of how you feel about it you know, if you think it's the biggest healthcare scare since the bubonic plague, or if you think it's just, you know, totally politically motivated and a hoax, I mean, or if you fall somewhere in between, and I'd say I fall somewhere in between, because um, I know that the virus is real. You know, I know that working in healthcare, I know the virus is real, and I know that it has uh, killed some people, but um, I also know that a lot of people have contracted it and they've survived. And some of those people, you know, had to be admitted to a hospital and maybe even go into an ICU unit and be on a ventilator, a respirator. 
and then their doctors were able to get them off the respirators. Um, and, you know, maybe they were still weak and sick, but they didn't die, okay? They survived and were eventually discharged from the hospital. And then I also know people, I mean, I personally know people in, you know, several different states. Uh, I'm from New Jersey originally, but currently live in Northeast Florida with my family. I know people in several different states who've actually contracted the coronavirus and they didn't even need to go to the hospital. They didn't need to be hospitalized. You know, maybe they needed to miss some work or miss a week or two of work or whatever the case may be, you know, and then they, um, their job more than likely required them to go for testing at their local health department and they had to have proved that they had two negative tests in a row before they could return to work. You know, it's, it's for everyone's protection and I get that. But, you know, to, and then we've, you know, initially back in, what was it? I don't know, February or March of 2020, we did the whole national lockdown, the whole country and everybody went inside. And, um, I have friends that work in the epidemi, epidemi, state epidemiology departments. And they say like, okay, maybe that was necessary at that time to, uh, make sure we had enough available hospital beds, you know, said so that the hospitals weren't overwhelmed with, uh, sick coronavirus patients, but, you know, obviously that didn't ha you know, that didn't happen. The hospitals weren't overwhelmed. In fact, the obvious happened. Um, I mean, the opposite happened, you know, hospitals started furloughing, you know, nurses and doctors, they stopped all the elective surgeries. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of like, went the opposite way of what everyone thought it would go in terms of, you know, we're going to have patients in every hallway of every hospital. We won't have any avail enough available beds for people like that didn't happen. So anyway, um, so that brings me to the post about the box of masks and, you know, what does it have to do with the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm like, well, at the time of this recording of this podcast, we're in late June, 2020. I mean, and they're talking about, you know, uh, they've eased some restrictions, uh, in terms of the coronavirus. Now they're thinking of putting them back in place. I mean, like it's, it's almost like the, there's no end date to this virus lockdown and there's no end date to keeping bars closed or businesses closed or, you know, and, you know, I just, at some point we have to, get back to normal societal interaction. I mean, that's my hope and that's my goal. I hope that's your goal as well. And I hope you agree with that statement. Um, but how's that ever going to happen if we keep forcing everybody, locking everything down and forcing people back into their homes? And, you know, like I was mentioning just a few minutes ago, I talked to some people in state epidemiology departments and they're saying we need to achieve what's called herd immunity, herd immunity. I mean, Depending on how old you are, you can probably ask your parents or even your grandparents. I mean, they used to send kids to what's called chicken pox parties where they just wanted them to be around other kids who already had the chicken pox or had the chicken pox so that they would get exposed and contract the, you know, the virus. And then they would have their own uh, immunity and own antibodies in their body. I mean, so I don't know if the, I don't know if the coronavirus, we should have coronavirus parties. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying at some point in our society, we can't just keep avoiding all human contact because if we do, how are we ever going to achieve that 
you know, that herd immunity where most of us have been exposed to the virus and have developed immunity. And obviously, to me, it seems like if you're a relatively healthy person, you know, if you if you don't have already five different, you know, healthcare conditions affecting five different body systems, like you don't have a heart condition and a breathing problem and, uh, you know, diabetes, kidneys issues. I mean, I mean, those are the types of people that already have weakened immune systems that I think if they, if you add one more health problem on like the coronavirus, yeah, they're, they're at risk now. Um, I met this guy, uh, who's here in Florida. He owns a home in New York and he owns a home here in Florida. He's been purposely staying here in Florida since January 2020 because of the whole coronavirus thing, right? Um, and he says he's not going back to New York because he just feels it's too crazy there right now. Um, and, you know, let's face it, if where would you rather be in January of every calendar year? In New York or Florida? I don't know. It depends. Do you like cold weather in the mountains or do you prefer sunny weather in the beach i prefer sunny weather in the beach so i would always pick uh, florida for that answer given the two choices between florida and new york uh so what he told me was a relative of his unfortunately got the coronavirus and died but then he said you know this guy was young which is tragic it's definitely tragic right like i don't want to hear that even one person died but the, his relative was like 45 years old and God, that's young, right? That's young to, to pass away and that's young to die. But he said the guy also had multiple, multiple health problems. He, he also had weight was an issue. He weighed like 500 pounds. Well, you know, if you weigh 500 pounds and you don't have the coronavirus, you are already, it's already difficult for you to breathe. Let's just be honest, right? Uh, we all know if we put on weight and we don't really exercise and then we're like, oh God, like I don't like the way my I feel in my own body right now. I got to start going back to the gym. I got to start walking. I got to start swimming. I got to watch what I eat. So you eat better and you start exercising. I mean, almost within the first week, you start to feel healthier, right? You start to feel better. Maybe your breathing improves. So just think about that. You know, if somebody already has all these existing health problems and they catch the coronavirus okay yeah they're more at risk so if you're in relatively healthy if you're relatively healthy and you're exercising and you're watching what you eat and maybe you take some some supplements some vitamin supplements right to try and help stay healthy and boost your immune system then i don't really know how much at risk you are of getting the virus and even if you do get it like i said i know several people in different states they were relatively healthy and they contracted the virus. They got the actual virus, um, but you know, they didn't even need to be hospitalized. And then they've recovered and they're back at work or they're back at school or they're you know back to their normal routine. So um, I'm not sure that the virus is this um, like I don't think the coronavirus is like the bubonic plague, and that you need to you know constantly wear a paper mask which I personally don't think is going to protect you uh, from getting it anyway. Um, and at some point, you want to be exposed to the virus, don't you? So that you can achieve your own antibodies. Your body can create its own antibodies. Um, I know there are two coronavirus tests uh, currently available. One's a nasal swab where they jam uh, like almost like a long-handled Q-tip pretty far up your nose. It's not very pleasant. And that just tests... Um, whether you actively have it 
but there's also a blood test called an antibody test where they can take a blood sample and uh, you might not currently be displaying symptoms. You might have never had symptoms, but um, if they run your blood and find that you have antibodies to the coronavirus, that means you were exposed and now you're, you know, you're more protected. So maybe you don't need to walk around and use hand sanitizer every 10 seconds and uh, be constantly disinfecting every surface that you're going to come into contact with and wear a mask 20, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So maybe, uh, maybe that's what we should move towards doing the blood test to see who's got the antibodies, you know, uh, maybe that'll help us get back to some sort of normal societal functioning. I don't know. That's just my thoughts, my opinion. But anyway, I didn't intend for this episode to be uh, exclusively about the coronavirus, but it does kind of fit, you know, the coronavirus is part of the topic on the periphery and, the, and it's because sports for me used to be an escape, right? And maybe for you too. Sports used to be a way to kind of pause your thinking about your current life situation, cause your thinking about problems or things that you were trying to solve or people that you were worried about or situations, etc. And you could kind of use it as an escape, right? I mean, don't you, don't we all use like other forms of entertainment the same way don't you I don't know maybe go read a book to try and escape temporarily from your current life to give your brain a break from thinking about it don't you watch tv shows or movies right why do you do that I mean you're suspending when you're watching a movie you're suspending disbelief just temporarily because you want to buy into the story and the characters right Maybe you want to be inspired, right? Or you want to see the hero triumph in the end. I mean, those are all uh, normal, you know, feelings and expectations that we all want to experience. Um, and sports used to be the same way, but I feel like, you know, with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, with him kneeling and whatever he was supposedly protesting against, I mean, here's my take on that. I mean, if you're going to protest... Uh, don't do it during a national anthem. I mean, to me, that's disrespectful to your to your country and your fellow Americans. You know, it would be like me starting to yell things out in church while people are praying, right? I mean, it's disruptive on purpose, right? It's disrespectful on purpose. So, um, I'm not a big fan of the NFL players or any uh, sports players kneeling during the national anthem. I think... These people, are, if they're professional sports players, they're all wealthy already, right? They're all, they all have a, they all have a net worth and a, and an income that's far above the average American's net worth and income. So, they can afford to use their, off the field or off the court, you know, non-sports time to go, uh, donate money and time and be a representative for all the causes that they want, you know, that they personally believe in. I don't think they need to do it during a game, right? Um, but it seems like politics has invaded even sports, right? It seems like uh, this whole coronavirus situation has invaded professional sports. So, like, when this person in the Chiefs group that I'm a member of posts a picture of the you know, the paper mask box, and someone's like, what does this have to do with the Chiefs? I'm like, my, my reaction was, are you kidding me? What does it have to do with the Chiefs? Don't you think that the Chiefs, some of the Chiefs players and family members are wearing masks right now, like when they go during the off season and when they go about their daily routine, right? 
if they're going to shop for groceries or run errands or whatever like don't you think they're probably wearing masks don't you think they're probably freaked out by what they see constantly focused on in the media every day um and what about what does that have to do with the chiefs well what if you're not a player or a player's family member but what if you're you know a fan can you envision having to go to arrowhead stadium uh and you know never seeing a sold out arrowhead stadium anymore which you know arrowhead's got a really really strong fan support you know for the chiefs even though like i said they hadn't until last year they hadn't won a super bowl in 50 years but can you imagine going to your favorite you know it doesn't you don't have to be a chiefs fan for this to apply to you right can you imagine going to your favorite sports stadium that you've gone to for years and now you know you're never going to see a sold out stadium because uh you know the the sports franchise is convinced that you they have to have empty seats in between you and the next fan um can you envision sitting in an open air stadium and being forced to wear a mask you know or you can't enter the stadium and watch the game can you imagine having to wear a mask for the entire game like you know when I go to games, like part of the experience of being there is I want to eat, I want to drink things. You know, how do you do that with a mask on, right? I want to be able to jump up from my seat and shout and cheer for the team. Like, you know, it's just, I don't want to be doing that wearing a mask. Yeah, if I'm sitting in a seat in Arrowhead Stadium, like I don't want to be told that I have to wear a mask, right? I don't want to feel that I need to wear a mask. I mean, um, if you're that worried about contracting the coronavirus, I mean, then maybe you need to require people or fans to produce uh, proof that they got a blood test and they already have immunity to the virus. I don't know before you let them enter the stadium. I mean, if you're going to take this whole virus thing like that seriously, like where does it end, you know? And I get that people are afraid and the media's freaked everybody out but i mean don't just watch tv you've heard me say this in other podcast episodes don't simply watch tv or youtube videos and stop there and think you're informed use the power of your internet connection and go do your own research you know um if someone is immunocompromised and you know i'm thinking of like things like make a wish foundation which i think is a great idea um, maybe people have cancer, kids who have cancer, adults who have cancer, and, you know, you want to give them, a um, the gift of, a going to a live Chiefs game, you know, maybe you don't want to put someone like that in the stands. So maybe you do take an extra precaution. Maybe, you know, some of these wealthy corporations, you know, I, I'm, I'm not against corporations making money. I'm not against corporations making a profit. Maybe some of these wealthy corporations, you know, donate their skybox you know, and uh, let let people who are less fortunate, maybe people who have cancer, kids who have cancer, go in there, someone who needs to be on oxygen 24 hours a day, right? You don't want them sitting in the, in the stands, you know, like the typical fans are. Put them in a nice, comfortable skybox where they have a bathroom close by and, you know, food available and, you know, let the company pay for that, you know, like... Um, I'd be, you know, I'd be for something like that. And just, and just know that, I mean, you can do your own research and everyone makes up their own uh, mind and opinion. I mean, uh, there's um, the person who posted the uh, picture of the box of masks 
you know, there were people in the group, Chiefs fans, who attacked him. And like I said, I'm like, what, what's the purpose of that? Like, why do you have to attack someone? Why do you have to ask silly questions? Like, what does this have to do with the Chiefs? Hello? I mean, are you alive today? Are you walking around? Are you employed? And remember, life has no finish line, okay? There is no finish line. Just get up each day. Don't get discouraged. Don't worry about the progress that you have not made yet. Celebrate what progress you made yesterday and then get back to work today. Um, know that small achievements, right, strung together over time, you can accomplish great results. Um, I'm here to encourage you. I believe in you. I know that it's possible. Your job is to believe, okay? Your job's to believe in your dream. Your job's to... If you haven't worked on your dream lately, go and it's sitting in the corner of your heart or your mind, go dust it off. Pull the dust cover off, dust it off. Take a look at it again. Start believing again. Start pumping some hope. Uh, I mean, if I didn't have hope every day, I don't think I would be motivated enough to get out of bed, right? Have hope. Have courage. I believe in you. Uh, believe that it's possible. Believe before you achieve. You've heard me say that on other podcasts. And I tell myself that as much as I remind you know you to tell yourself that same thing. Believe before you achieve. And most of all, um, if you want to uh, hear future topics about podcasts here on Not Me But You, if you want to see future videos on my YouTube channel, Waypod Today, email, email me at waypottoday at gmail.com. Waypot is an acronym, stands for what are you passionate about today okay um check out my facebook page waypot today like it follow it i post things on there that i don't put on my regular facebook page i always put links to this podcast and when i post new youtube videos which i have not done in probably almost three months but uh i think i have two or three videos that i've recently edited and i'll be uploading shortly okay to my youtube channel waypot today and then, of course, you know I have the food-related site, recipe-related, healthywisecooking.com. You can go check that out. You can email me anything food-related or recipe-related at HWC, which stands for Healthy Wise Cooking. HWC at healthywisecooking.com. You can email me there. Um, thank you for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Uh, thank you for uh giving me a review and most of all leaving comments and know that um, we have over 800 downloads so far in like 34 different countries um, podcast is only four months old those might not be stellar numbers but they are numbers that encourage me um, I know that I'll hit a thousand downloads you know with your help and you know maybe what's the next goal after I hit a thousand I mean I don't know five thousand ten thousand a hundred thousand. I don't know. It's it's all possible. You just have to keep going and keep working and keep believing, okay? And most of all, believe, all right? It's okay to get discouraged, but don't simply stay di stay discouraged and allow that to paralyze you into inaction. Take action each day and have courage to pick one thing today. Work on your dreams until next time. This is Art. Mm -hmm.